0: Welcome you to the sports Kingdom Welcome you to the sports Kingdom What is up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I am your host, Eric the Duke of Sports Sklar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachalki. What's going on, Tyler? How you doing, man? It's hot out here. It is hot out here. It's hot out here in L.A. right now. I hate it. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Before we start, be sure to follow the show at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom Show. Check us out now on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK show. So with March Madness over, we are going all-NBA, all-professional basketball this week on the TSK show. Yes, sir. And I am so excited for it. This is mine and Tyler's like bread and butter.
1: The good stuff.
0: Coming up later in the show, Tyler and I are going to reveal our all-NBA and all-rookie first teams since the regular season ends on Wednesday. Also, the field has been revealed for who USA Basketball is considering for the 2019 FIBA World Cup and 2020 Olympics. We're gonna discuss who was selected, who was left out, all that kind of stuff, who we, who we think should be on the team. So a lot of great stuff there. I also have some storylines from the NBA as the season comes to, to an end. I wanna run by Tyler to hear his opinion on. He has no idea what these storylines and topics are. I just want to get his general gut reaction to what, what I have to say. But first, we have to start with last Wednesday. And it was a day that could not have gone any better. Yeah. But Tyler and I last week went to the Lakers game.
1: The Lake show.
0: I got to see them play against the Spurs. Just real quick, generally, to start with the game itself. And then we can get into what happened. Yeah. Lakers won 122-112 to in overtime.
1: About as good as it gets as a sports fan in an overtime game.
0: So Kyle Kuzma dropped 30 points, had five rebounds, shot five and nine from three-point. Great game for Kuz.
1: No, he looked good.
0: KCP, pretty good game. 21 points, six rebounds, six assists, seven and nine from the field and didn't miss a three-pointer. Yep. And then Channing Frye had his best game overall as a Laker in his short stint so far with the team. Yep. Uh, 19 points, only missed one shot from the field, 8 of 9. Yeah. Didn't miss a three-pointer, but he had that one big missed dunk that I'm sure yeah, yeah. Luke Walton and everybody else was probably giving <laughs> him shit for because, obviously, we know Luke Walton and Channing Frye played at Arizona together. So
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And then on the Spurs side, I've never seen the Spurs play in person before. Nope, I haven't either. We got to see LaMarcus Aldridge play. He yeah. had a great game, 28 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. And now the hometown kid, DeJounte Murray, yep. absolutely balled out.
1: Yeah, he had a great game.
0: 23 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 7-12 from the field. Got to see a little bit of Tony Parker in yep. the twilight of his career. A
1: little bit of Tony Parker. It's good to see him on the court.
0: Yeah, it was cool. Uh, he, he didn't score. Didn't Pow
1: really? back in uh...
0: – Yeah, Pow back in L.A. That was great to see. He had a double-double. Yep. He, he killed it that night. But first – thing we noticed when we walked up to staples center was how many people were representing the country of Argentina.
1: Yeah, I feel bad, man. God, that's Manu terrible. didn't
0: even dress. I didn't I even see him on the bench. I don't think he was there. I was I
1: don't even <laughs> think he was there, honestly. No, I know that sucks. Like there was there was a good amount of people there wearing Argentina team soccer jerseys, flags, flags. blue and yeah, white yeah, everywhere. Yeah, no, I I feel bad for all those people if they came just to see him and he didn't play.
0: Yeah. So And now just to, just to set the stage for everybody, I won these tickets on the radio <laughs> here in L.A. on ESPN radio yep. the, the day before on Tuesday when I was making notes for the show last week. They said, all right, we're opening the phones. Call in to, for your chance to win tickets to tomorrow night's Laker game against the Spurs. I called in, got on air. They did a little game. I won the game. They handed me tickets.
1: Couldn't go any better.
0: So naturally, I hit up Tyler and was like, "Yo, I yeah. just won tickets to the Laker game because we've been trying to go to a game all year." Yeah, yep. And we were we were trying to figure out which game we were going to go to it's because
1: expensive to get to the lake show. It's not it's not easy.
0: We'll get to this in a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. But how much did you pay for the Clipper tickets last night?
1: They were about eight bucks a piece. Eight bucks a piece. So in total, yeah. it that's was, after taxes and fees. Um, the ticket act the actual ticket price was 3 bucks
0: so how much total was it for the amount of tickets it that you bought it was
1: 7 tickets for like 65 bucks
0: okay the one of the tickets that i won yeah had a face value of $95 yeah
1: exactly you couldn't even get that's into 7 th- tickets to 1 and it's still $30 more
0: that's how that's the difference between a lakers and a clippers game yeah but now besides that that day could not have gone any better
1: no it was a lot of fun we everything kept working (laughs) out in our favor i mean the fact that we i mean we were expecting 300 level tickets and we got 100 dollars seats right behind the backboard yeah that was sick
0: that first off couldn't have been better first tyler got off work early that day
1: yep got off the chip started falling early
0: so, Tyler got off work early, so we were, we were planning on, I was going to drive straight from work in Burbank to Staples Center.
1: Which is not fun.
0: Not fun, especially at that time of day. Yeah. And Tyler was going to Uber from his apartment which to is, Staples Center. Which is
1: less fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is an even further drive, and an even worse drive at that time of day.
1: You, yeah, you're talking, that's probably like a $30 ride that takes about an hour and a half. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So... Tyler got off work early, but then I texted him and I was like, hey, I'm getting off work early, like two hours early. Yep. So, which, so that was enough time to pick up Tyler, drop something off at Dodger Stadium for work that I had to drop off on my way to Staples Center. Mm-hmm. We get to Staples Center.
1: Because that's what we do. You know, that's how we <laughs> roll. We got to stop by Dodger Stadium on the way down to Staples Center.
0: So as we're leaving, as we're leaving Dodger Stadium, I pull over, find a parking spot, like literally the street to drive up to Dodger Stadium is called Vince Scully Avenue. Yeah. So I pulled over on Vince Scully Avenue, found a parking spot on the street so we could get directions to Staples Center. I look on the map and it's like a three mile drive. Yeah. So I was like three miles. Let's see how much this would be for Uber. We check, and when I tell you it was a $7 Uber ride from where we were to Staples Center, uh, that's cheap. I could not have been more excited.
1: That's cheap. Makes it easy. No Be- parking.
0: Because parking around Staples Center is atrocious. Yeah,
1: there was, there was parking that was like 30 bucks, 25 bucks, 20 bucks. I mean, the further you got away from the stadium, obviously you got a little cheaper, but if you want to park next to the stadium, it's expensive.
0: Yeah, so we decided... An Uber there and an Uber back is less than parking near Staples Center. So, we were like, all right, we're Ubering from here. We Uber to Staples Center. We get there probably around, like, what, like 5, 530? Yeah, we got there pretty early. So, and doors for Staples Center open an hour before the game. So, there's a yard house at LA Live. Walk into Yard House, grab two seats at the bar. Well, first, the bar was packed. Yep. And we did maybe two laps around the bar looking for two seats next to each other. Yep. And on our second time around, two people were getting up, and we just swooped. So perfect. We got the seats at the bar. Bartender hands us menus. Look at the side of the menu. It's happy hour, baby. <laughs> what, happy. <laughs> what could be better than happy hour before going to a sporting event? H- had our happy hour meal. Uh, yep. Had a few drinks.
1: It all worked It all. Everything worked out perfectly. Got off work early. Got down there in the best way possible. Got seats everywhere. And then we get to the stadium and we we're surprised by our tickets. Yeah.
0: I was expecting 300 level tickets because obviously I work in promotions, So it's like yeah. I know the tickets yeah. that promotions people give out aren't always the greatest seats. But, hey, they're still seats. They still get you in the door for free. Yep. No way was I expecting us to be where we were.
1: Yep. Right at the front of the, right at the front of uh, like the 200 section, I guess.
0: Yeah, we were five five rows. Yeah, five rows up. Into the right 200 the section. Right the backboard.
1: It was a great view. Staples Center is great in general. I mean, there's great yeah. seats all over. Yeah, there's not a bad seat in the house there. Um, but yeah, no, we got great seats. Everything just worked out perfectly. Got the we we ended up copping the new Lonzo jerseys. Yeah, we, we both
0: good. We both got new Lonzo jerseys. Had to support the movement.
1: I think my favorite part though was during a TV timeout and they gave meta the the mic to to talk to something uh, you know say something to the crowd and the first thing meta did when he got the mic was looked over to the Spurs bench and said what up pal yeah that was you know that <laughs> was that was great <laughs> that was awesome that was too good meta just classic just meta. all of
0: a sudden out of nowhere meta what World up, peace just comes out of nowhere yep classic yeah so that was cool yeah and then the ch- obviously the cherry on top was the fact the Lakers
1: won the game in overtime
0: yeah and this this was the game that yeah. ESPN <laughs> yeah, cut out.
1: Cut out the last second shot that Josh Hart had. He missed the layup. I know. I'm pissed J- he missed that layup because everybody was ready with their cell phones out, the, you know, because yeah. it's coming out of a timeout with five seconds left. So you knew they drew up a play, and everyone had great angles on tape <laughs> in the game winner. And and Josh Hart just break the bunny.
0: Yeah. But just, they
1: cut they cut to the commercial right before he sh- took his shot.
0: Yeah. Literally, ESPN. He goes up. And then it cuts the commercial, and it comes so back, fan, and so
1: fans don't know if they they want or it's a tie game.
0: People were freaking out, and obviously we're at the game. We had no idea that happened, and I mean, if you guys if you guys follow us at TSK Show on Instagram, Twitter, all that, you you see all the videos that I was we, all we put up. That night. Yeah, we had a great time that night. Um, definitely go check out the recap video at yeah. uh, on our Instagram at TSK Show. It. It was a great time. Yeah, no, La- TSK Laker,
1: the Laker game did not disappoint. I'm excited for next year.
0: Yeah, the TSK show take over a Staples Center.
1: It was uh, it was a lot different than the Clipper game I went to, that's for sure. Yeah, so now. Game. The Clipper game was cool. I mean, the Clipper game was funny because, you know, you go to a game, you go to a Clipper game, and it's just so much more laid back than the Laker game. It's not a, you know, no one really cares about the Clippers in L.A., um, right when we get in there, they're, they're giving us free shit. So who did, who did you go with? Uh, so I went, um, with all my, my friends, Corey, Brett, uh, Blake, Apollo and Kibo. Sure, so what there, up guys? So there, what up? There was six of us, you know, so, um, there were cheap tickets. Um, they were giving away free shit. It was awesome. Our section in the 300 level happened to win free beach towels. So, you know, we're loving it. And then how many people uh, were
0: sitting in your section?
1: Oh, man, it was probably, like, half full. I mean, the stadium was, like, half full. And then you go from a Laker game where these jerseys, you know, are, like, over $100, and then uh, on the Clippers game, everything was 45% off. So it just kind of tells you exactly how the Clippers <laughs> are treated in L.A. Um, but as <laughs> far as the game, stepchild. like, as far as the game, I saw a rondo through – Two ridiculous oops to Ann Davis. The one off the backboard, it was. And absolutely that, and insane. everyone that I mean, that was a classic play where every person in the stadium got up out of their seat when that happened. It was clipper fan because, or Pelican fan, well, yeah, everybody exactly, got up. Yeah, because when Rondo threw it, it looked like he threw it way too hard, um, but he came and he came down with it. So uh, yeah, it was it was a fun a lot it was a fun week last week getting to see the Lake Show and the Clippers.
0: Yeah, so that that has been our recap of our. Professional basketball game escapades.
1: Yep, I'm ready, uh, for, I'm ready for next year already. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: I, I wish we were going to this lakers clipper home game.
1: I uh, know that's just too. We can't be spending that kind of money on that kind of shit. Yeah, on playoff teams.
0: Well, the Lakers will be back quicker than the Clippers. That's for sure.
1: Maybe we don't know.
0: No, oh, I'm making a bold prediction right now, just because you said that.
1: Clippers got some decent, decent pieces.
0: The Lakers will make the playoffs next year, and the Clippers will not.
1: We'll see. I know the Lakers are gonna make it. So,
0: <laughs> so anyway, like we said at the top, Team USA has revealed their 35 man pool of who they are looking at to determine who will play on the 12 man rosters. Yeah, I'm
1: super excited to talk about this. Yeah, for this uh, is just breaking down the, these kind of names and like who you're taking and where you're the rank and what's gonna happen. It, it's interesting to see what. I mean, this has got to be really tough to judge who's going to be on the Olympics. Because there's so many things that go in the factor. Age, injury. Does a player at this point in their career want to go play, you know, overseas? Um, It's an interesting list of names.
0: Yeah, so let me – let me. There's only a
1: few guys on this list I think that just, like, shouldn't be there. And it's not that they're not great players. I just don't think, like, why are they there? They're not going to make the team.
0: Yeah, 100%. So let me real quick just run through – the list of names and then we'll kind of go through who we're surprised got left off who we like that's got added to the to the mix who we think shouldn't have been there and then we'll go to who we think is going to be on that 12-man roster for the 2020 olympics in tokyo japan all right so i'm gonna go in alphabetical order by last name is how i wrote it down
1: yeah no i got it right in front of me
0: harrison barnes bradley beal Devin Booker, who is its, first, it's his first time being invited to the mini camp in Vegas, Jimmy Butler, Mike Connolly, DeMarcus Cousins, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Andre Drummond, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Eric Gordon, Draymond Green, Blake Griffin, James Harden, Tobias Harris, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, DeAndre Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Love, Damian Lillard, Kyle Lowry, CJ McCollum, also first-time invitee, Chris Middleton, first-time invitee. Pete, Victor Oladipo, Chris Paul, Isaiah Thomas, first-time invitee. Klay Thompson, Miles Turner, first-time invitee. Kemba Walker, John Wall, and Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, see, it, it's you know, God, there's there's there is a good amount of people I just don't even think should be invited. It's tough too because like the point guards, it's like, dude, you're gonna take a maximum of three guys. And it's just, like, right off the gate, you have Russ, Steph, and and Kyrie. Yeah, and Kyrie. And, like, I'm not even counting James Harden. Yeah. But it's, like, right at the stop, you have those three. And then, like, Team USA is always going to favor Chris Paul. So, it's, like, those are – that's four point guards that I think have a stranglehold on the position. So, it's, like, you know, unless something happens injury-wise, like, it's not that Lillard and Lowry and, you know, these guys aren't deserving – it's just that there's too many good point guards, Kemba, John Wall, Isaiah, like Isaiah, Kemba, um, Mike Conley, you know, they shouldn't even be there, honestly. Right. But it also it
0: also plays into what you brought up about players wanting to play in these international yeah, tournaments. Yeah, that's why you
1: build from you get a big group of numbers. You don't know who who is because like Chris Paul is an interesting one to me because it's like I, on one hand, I would think he'd be done with international basketball but on the other hand is if the, he wants to play team he, usa is going to take him exactly because they always do they always take him i mean and he's a leader guy you know so they're even gonna you know they they might even favor him over kyrie irving which is like everyone knows kyrie is the better player i think at this point i think it's United you know, i mean chris paul's a great player but, but at this point
0: in their careers kyrie's, kyrie's better, better than chris right Paul. you
1: know but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see w- what happens with this team. The yeah. the, the point guard position, though, is the most kind of like – I thought they kind of watered it down because even after those four, there's three guys that are super diver- deserving, and then they have another three guys. It's just ten yeah. point guards trying out. It's a lot.
0: Yeah, no. And, I mean, the first thing I noticed about somebody who wasn't included in this list was Melo. I mean, he's – a four-time Olympian for USA Basketball. He's the only four-time Olympian in USA Basketball history. Mm-hmm. He's the, uh, the first four-time medalist, and he's the only player with three gold medals for Team USA. He's the all-time leading scorer, rebounder, and field goals made and attempted in USA Basketball history. He should have been at least invited to be a part of this 35.
1: Who who, who is, who's, What country is Carl Anthony Towns a part of?
0: I think he plays for the Dominican Republic.
1: Yeah, I was like that was that was the other one that I was kind of like.
0: I think he he technically plays for the Dominican Republic because okay. I think what I think okay. one of his yeah, parents is Dominican. Be,
1: yeah, he'd be on the team. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, Melo's got to be on the team. So I, I
0: mean, even even at least it'd invite him to the thirty-five man mini camp, and if he doesn't make the team for the twenty nineteen World Cup or the twenty twenty Olympics, so be it. But at least he's the best yeah, he player. Definitely, he
1: definitely should have invited, and I definitely think at this at 2 years from now if he wants to play he should play.
0: Yeah, 100%. He's the best player in Team USA it's like, history. It's not
1: like he like mentally doesn't think he's still the man, you know. If he goes out and plays overseas, it's going to be easy buckets. Yeah, exactly. Those jumpers are three-pointers in the Olympics.
0: Yeah. But then I also love that like players like Devin Booker and Miles Turner are getting their first shot to Those be Those
1: are a- the guys that should deserve the shot. They're not quite there. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. now that they're no, in this yeah. pipeline type yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then two years from now, you never know, Devin Booker could be the best player in the NBA. Like, you just don't know. Exactly. You don't know, you know, like, he's got a, a crazy trajectory. So in two years, we could be saying, you have to have Devin Booker on the team.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I think in terms of this group of 35 for this minicamp, I think there's a great, like, mixture of veterans who – are not only proven in the NBA, but they're they're proven on the international level. Yep. And then all these young guys, they're starting to prove themselves in the NBA. It's going to be really fun to watch them in all these international tournaments, like the World Cup and the Olympics, to see what they can do against other countries.
1: It's a it's a it's an interesting mix. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up on the team because there's to me there's probably like twenty guys that are deserving to be on the team.
0: Oh, easily.
1: Uh, but it's going to depend on health, age, you know, and uh, who wants to play.
0: So who who do you think in two years is going to be on that 2020 Olympics roster?
1: So who who do I think is going to be on the roster in two years?
0: Yeah, who do you or think like is going to be the who
1: would be the 12 guys I would take off this list?
0: Who are the 12 guys that are going to Tokyo, Japan for the Olympics?
1: Oh man, that's a that's a little harder. Um, I would okay. All right, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take it. Uh, I'm gonna go Ru- Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Kevin Love, LeBron, Kyrie, James Harden, Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Boogie Cousins.
0: Okay, and then my 12, I think it's gonna be Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Blake Griffin, James Harden, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, and Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't think. Uh, Uh, Gordon Hayward's gonna gonna be messing around with extra basketball.
0: I mean, it's two years away.
1: No, yeah, Uh, Devin Booker's a good one. He's on the the, he was like on that short bubble list of guys that like I think he could definitely be on there because I have a lot of guys on my list that I think I kind of picked the twelve best. Um, There's guys like Kawhi and Boogie who are injured right now. Never know what's gonna happen with them. There's people like Steph. And, and LeBron and Kevin Love and these guys, are they going to want to keep playing? Um, like I said, there's players that I think the team's going to take that I wouldn't necessarily take. I probably wouldn't take Chris Paul. I probably wouldn't take Draymond. I probably wouldn't take Paul George. But all three of those guys are probably going to be – could be on the team.
0: Yeah, like those wouldn't – if, they, if they were on the team, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, like Draymond and Paul George, especially those two. I think those are the two that – I just, like, for me, Paul George, we have what he can bring to the table and so many other players that we don't need. I would rather have Clay Thompson because Clay is, like, a true shooting, spread-the-court guy. And he also and plays better defense than Paul George. Yeah, and traditionally. And not that Paul George is a bad defender, but he no, plays defense too. And traditionally, every team, I think those last two spots um, are always for, like, a shooter and, like, a fifth big you know yeah exactly those are i think the team always picks you know your chris mullin your mitch richmond like you know your alan houston was it one year uh, michael red in 2008 yeah you know He's, you that's ha- the perfect example y- y- well i mean and like you know chris mullin was like yeah the sharpshooter on those teams but yeah i um so that's why i would take like a clay over a paul george but um it'll be interesting to see it's it's too bad like i don't i have no Damian Lillard on my team. No DeMar DeRozan. No Andre Drummond. No Devin Booker. Um, all these guys are superstars. So like, they can... I don't
0: have LeBron James playing in the Olympics in two years.
1: Yeah. See, and that's that's a reasonable argument where it's like it wouldn't be surprising, but I just think LeBron's going to do it just because. I just think by he's... then,
0: by then it'll be after his seventeenth year in the league. He's already turning some of his focus to what he's doing after basketball. So it's like, I feel like he's going to be one of those players where he's going to decide instead of going and doing these international tournaments, it's time for him to take a step back and let the younger generation do it. Kind of like how Kobe did it when they wanted him to play in
1: 2016. Yeah, but Kobe had a, uh, coming off an Achilles injury.
0: I understand that, but it's Kobe Bryant.
1: Well, this is LeBron. I think LeBron's going to try and do it. I think LeBron's going to play in 2020 he's gonna try and be have the most medals you know all the all that kind of stuff
0: well if he gets a gold in 2020 he'd tie mellow
1: yeah exactly so i think you know he'll want to do that we'll see because he plus he'll dominate and i mean it's like kevin love i think that's a guy that not a lot of people take but he's like the perfect you know as far as FIBA rules he's the perfect center Spreads the court, shoots the three, rebounds well. You oh, know, 100%. Outlet passes. Uh, yeah, Kevin Love is the perfect international the center. Um, so, yeah, it'll be be interesting to see who makes the team and who doesn't.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, but, I always love, like, watching all, of, like, the Team USA stuff when it does come around in the summer on NBA TV. Yeah. I love watching Team USA play because it's yeah. like you get to see an all-star team yeah, when go they play, play against, against the world. When they
1: play against each other, it's a cool game to watch. Oh yeah. But yeah, God, there's some players though. It's just like Eric Gordon. I don't understand that.
0: I don't understand Mike Connolly, to be perfectly I, honest.
1: I don't understand. Yeah, those point oh, there's a ton of point guards I don't understand. But it's like Eric Gordon, Tobias Harris, uh Harrison Barnes, um, Chris Middleton, uh, you know, even Isaiah Thomas, Miles Turner, Campbell Walker. I just don't think these guys are Olympic team status.
0: No. They're but,
1: basically just like an emergency if like five guys get hurt.
0: Yeah, or someone decides they don't want to go. Yeah. But it's like you, even if even if we put a team out there of Mike Connolly, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris, Gordon Hayward, yeah. Eric Gordon like we'd still win the gold. 100% we'd still win the gold.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. These those guys are good players. It's just I put a little different tier on it. You know, (laughs) like when LeBron and KD are starting together, it's like this team's ready to roll. Yeah. That's why like the 2012 team I always think is like the one or the 2008 team. The redeem team. The redeem team, I think, is better than the dream team because I think the redeem team's Yeah, because they had this just right out the gate. Kobe, LeBron, Durant starting your two, three, four. That's, like, no basketball teams ever saw that much talent on one team.
0: Mello came off the bench on that team.
1: Yeah, and led the team in scoring. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. Kobe, LeBron, Durant. You're like, <laughs> these are, this is three of the top ten basketball players ever to probably – I mean, at the end of the day, KD will probably be up there. Yeah, I mean, well, think about it like this. 2008 had Kobe,
0: LeBron, KD. The Dream Team had Michael, Magic, Larry. Yeah, but Larry was also on the back end with the backs back and end Magic. injuries both and Magic, them. yeah,
1: both of those two. Like, yeah, don't. That's what that's that's the thing. It's like, don't bring up Magic and Bird when you're <laughs> on talking the about dream the dream team game. because that's thirteen years. You know, <laughs> it's like thirteen or fourteen years after they were drafted, and not only that, because that's not that's not the point. Because LeBron's at that point in his career now, but Bird had a bad back, and Magic was retired.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. 100% retired. Yeah, he had the, It was the after A- the AIDS. The
1: AIDS thing had already come out. So it's like, I mean, Magic was ch- chunky in the, in the <laughs> Olympics. He was
0: real chunky.
1: They dominated that, the Olympics because they had Michael and they had Biggs.
0: Yeah, no, the Biggs on that team was what really helped yeah, them. Yeah,
1: that, that's why they dominated.
0: But no, yeah, like, like we both said, I'd take the Redeem team over the Dream team. The Redeem the team, week. I
1: think, is the greatest, uh, the greatest basketball team I've ever seen. Probably. Yeah, the the two guys I think that were lucky to be on that team. I'm just like you guys got lucky. Is Tayshawn and Michael Red?
0: Oh, they had the easiest ride to a gold medal yeah, ever. Yeah, those are
1: those are the two. I think and uh, I think Darren Williams. Yeah, also, he was on that team. So like he got caught right in his prime because like he was deserving of it at the time because he was a top three. Yeah, point he guard. was the man in Utah. Yeah, at but the time. but he had just such a short prime. It's it's he's lucky that they caught that 2018 was during his prime. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, it's going to be fun to see what Team USA is going to look like over the next years. Like I said, I think this group of 35 guys is a great, great group, group, great group of mixed and seasoned veterans who have played on the international stage. I'd
1: love to see a team of like the bottom 12 guys, you know? Like that would be that would be cool. Like the that list of names you just threw out, it'd be fun to see those guys play together.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they can carry Team USA for years to come because most of those guys on that bottom 12 and it's not even a bottom 12 because of the talent of these guys. They're so good. They're going to carry team USA for I, years I, to come.
1: I'm honestly an advocate for rolling amateurs to the Olympics with basketball cuz Well that's I think that's so what they I think
0: that's what they're doing with the 3 on 3 cuz 3 on 3 is going to be in the Olympics yeah,
1: now. Yeah, 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 it's been it's been working its way up there.
0: Yeah, so 3 on 3 is now going to be in the Olympics and I think those have a- to be 2020? amateurs. Yeah, I think it. I think it's not 2020, it, yeah. or it might be yeah. the one after. It. One of the two. Yeah. One of the next two Olympics, it's for sure gonna be in it. That'd be cool. So, but no, I think if the NBA guys can go, they should go.
1: Just to show, just to show out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's easy. It's easy. We'd be just racking up gold medals.
0: And the international rules compared to the NBA rules are pretty different.
1: Yeah, they favor. They they, they don't favor um, us in every regard, you know, because we're not used to like playing the ball off the rim, the wider key. Exactly. All I mean, that stuff. the only thing that helps – The only thing is the three point line is like maybe an inch or two closer. No, it's a lot closer. It's like the college three. That's why Mellow is just like <laughs> untouchable when it comes to the threes. It's just a mid range jumper. I mean, it's like a high school three. FIBA FIBA three is like a foot and a half closer.
0: Oh, wow. It, it's
1: not like it's not like a couple inches.
0: Yeah, see, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so now I got four kind of, I guess, storylines or topics about the NBA from this season. All right. And I want to just get your gut reaction. All right. So Ben Simmons was asked what other rookies have impressed him this season, and he said none because he looks at the greats. He mentioned guys like KD, Steph Curry, LeBron, and Russell Westbrooks as being some of the greats right now that he looks at and watches. He said he's 100% the rookie of the year, but obviously we know it's a tight race between him and Donovan Mitchell. We, yeah. We, we both think Ben Simmons is ultimately going to win.
1: He is going to win, yeah.
0: But if I had a vote, I would actually vote for Donovan Mitchell. Not but you'd
1: be. I think you'd be – but here's my thing is, like, you're voting against the rule, not against, be- not against Ben Simmons. Now, see, here,
0: wait. I don't consider Ben Simmons an actual rookie. Yeah. He got hurt after he got drafted, missed what would have been his rookie year, he was, but he was part of an NBA team. He practiced with NBA players, trained with NBA coaches, was treated by NBA athletic staffs. He experienced what it was like to be in the NBA minus playing in the actual game. A year ago... Donovan Mitchell was in college. If you had a vote, not who you think is gonna win, but if you had a vote, would you vote for Mitchell or for Simmons?
1: I would vote for Simmons because I, the rule in play is that he is eligible. And I think, I think what you're doing when you're not, when you're voting for Mitchell is you're voting against the rule. You're not voting against, because Ben Simmons is a rookie by definition and he has been the best player of all the rookies of the year. Now, if it was a vote whether or not redshirt rookies should be part of the rookie of the year process, that's where I would vote against it. You know, like I don't think Ben Simmons is a rookie, but he is a rookie. So I have to vote for him just because I, you know, like if I'm trying to like, I guess this is an ethic thing, but like (laughs) if I'm trying to think of who really is the rookie of the year of all the guys that are eligible, it's it's not Ben Simmons fault. You know what I mean? Like he it's, he's, he's eligible. So he's winning it. Okay. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't like the rule, though. I mean, yeah, I don't, neither I of wish, us like I the wish I wish I could vote for Donovan Mitchell, but that's not like if Ben Simmons is ineligible, but Donovan Mitchell for sure is rookie of the year. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, yeah, that, but well, all that stuff you said about being pr- a pro and all that, that's exactly right. You know, p- playing basketball is the easiest part to come back. Like, getting on the court and exactly. playing a game is the easiest thing to come back. All the other stuff he already got out of his system, all the press. You know, all the practice schedules, like you said, training and all that, being with the team, being on the road, all that shit. Yeah, he's not a rookie, but unfortunately, that's how the rules set. And, I mean, Blake Griffin did the same thing, so. And I don't think he should have been rookie of the year. No, nope, but he was a rookie, so. So, yeah. I mean. I, they should change it to newcomer of the year or something like that.
0: No, they should just get rid of the. Registered rookie rule. Yeah. yeah
1: that's ultimately what, the, what should happen.
0: Yeah, no, that. That whatever year you are drafted, whether you play a game or not, that should be your rookie year.
1: So what if you get what if you're a draft draft and stash guy? Does that get tricky? Like okay, oh, you so talk, say, you
0: talking about like an international
1: player, international or say like you get drafted, you go straight to the G League and then like you come up like two years later. Your first game as a pro is two years after you're drafted.
0: I think that's it's tough. Yeah, that that's tricky. That's tough because because
1: he's not necessarily a pro, but he is kind of you know. No, he he, but he is a pro. He's He's technically a a professional basketball player. Yeah, so his rookie year, he just wasn't a minor league team.
0: Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's no. I don't like
1: the I don't like the rule though. I mean, I don't think I don't think you should get some injury pass for your rookie year. Okay, so I guess that's maybe more what I was. trying yeah, to Yeah, no, get at. Like, no, do you no, like you were, you were, and uh, like I, you know, I would like to say I would vote for Donovan Mitchell, but I, you know, if Ben Simmons is eligible, I got to vote for him. Yeah,
0: no, when you when you brought up like you're voting against the rule, I never really thought about it like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not voting against. You don't think Ben Simmons isn't didn't have a great year. No, he had an you incredible just year. You don't think he deserves to be part of the process. That's why you're voting for Mitch. It's funny that you say part of the process. Yeah, Ben yeah, Simmons. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I meant to do that. Speaking, speaking <laughs> of the process, yeah.
0: this is the next storyline. The process is pretty much complete. Yeah, not. Yeah, kinda. Now here, they've won. The Philadelphia Seventy Sixers have won fifty games.
1: Crazy, impressive. And y'all don't think the Browns can make the playoffs next year? Come no, on, man. No, no, they're not hey, making I'm the playoffs. Saying, I'm just saying. If we would have said Philly's winning 50 games this year, I don't know. I definitely would have said no. Yeah, exactly. So, you never know.
0: So, this is the first time they've won 50 games since 2000-2001. We all know that was the year they went to the finals against the Lakers.
1: AI, MVP.
0: How do you think Philadelphia is going to do in the playoffs?
1: You know, everyone's on Philly for the playoffs and I, I don't think they're winning a series.
0: I don't think they're winning a series either.
1: Yeah, I don't see I don't see like what what matchup or what, you know, team they they think every you know, they're gonna trash. I, I think other teams have better players and more depth. Um, ben Simmons is still not a takeover score. Penny and Shaq didn't win the fucking title with Shaq. You yeah know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can say they're Penny and Shaq, but it's like, you know, when you're big guys, your are killer. It's you, it's hard to get big guys the ball. It's not as easy as when the perimeter player is a killer. And Ben Simmons is uber talented. You know what I mean? Like crazy good basketball player. But that's not hit. That's not his game. He's a distributor. He's a basketball player. He's a point guard basically. He's a facilitator. Like, yeah, he's a facilitator. He's not this guy. Is he gonna be get you? You know, is he going to get you three buckets in the last two minutes of the game? Probably not. No, I don't I don't think so. I really don't think so. I he mean, hasn't taken what a if, three all year. What if Giannis is guarding him? You know what I mean? What if LeBron is guarding him? What if he's playing against Brad Stevens or or the Raptors? You know what I mean? Like, these are teams I, I think have been there and done that. Now, I don't want to take away from the success that Philly's had this year because it's been great. But without Joel Embiid, to, with Joel Embiid, and like, that's a big if because the guy's never on the court. You know what I mean? He's just now getting over eighty-two games for a career. Yeah, which is insane to yeah, me. Yeah, you know, so like we're already putting all this like you want to put this high stakes on these guys that really haven't done a ton of ton of anything yet. Like Ben Simmons has Ben Simmons and Embiid both have like really really good seasons, but this is like year one. You know, they haven't done anything really outside of that. So I don't see Philly winning a playoff series. I mean, they have a f- bright bright future, but they got no bench. They got no killer, and we don't know if Embiid's going to be on the court. You know what I mean? So, can 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 they beat a team four out of seven games? The same team. Yes, I mean, I even like Miami and Indiana. I think their team, like their like the how their team's built, the depth and everything that they have is is better than the Sixers. Yeah, I think, in and, and this fourteen-game win streak, um, I forget who was on on ESPN. Um, Oh, Kellerman was like, it's a, it's a facade. It's getting people overconfident in the Sixers.
0: Hundred percent.
1: So now people are like, oh, they've won fourteen games. Like we got to go all in on. Look them. at who they've played, though. Yeah. Well, and regardless, fourteen games is tough to do. You know, like yeah. that's impressive, no matter what. But now you're now you think that this team's like a contender? No. My biggest thing is,
0: and I think this is the best comparison. This the Sixers this year in the NBA are the Rams of last season in the NFL. The biggest thing that's gonna hurt them in the playoffs is, is their lack of experience.
1: Yeah, that's why Erdson and Bellinelli were great pickups. Because Exa- they yeah. needed like, some veteran you know, presence. Yeah, that
0: veteran presence, but still, it's like it's your core enough. guys have never had any success, nor have they really been on the court together a lot.
1: Outside of like when they were teenagers, they haven't had success.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, they're teenagers, I think, still now.
1: Well, Ben Simmons is, but, I mean, Embiid and stuff. It's just yeah. like, yo, you know, this is a very, very – we're we're putting a lot of interest in a small, small sample size. And now I'm not trying to say Simmons and Embiid aren't going to be studs in the NBA for years to come because I think they will, but it's a little too early. I think,
0: I think also just the fact that Philly has had such a successful sports year
1: they're riding it. Yeah, yeah they're feeling good. Yeah. For sure. Everybody's riding it. I definitely think that's part of it. it. That's, and that's, that's, that's the cool thing about sports is the feeling of a city when, you know, there's a winner in town. It's great. It's infectious. But, like, right now they're matched up to play the Bucks. I mean, Giannis is going to eat. Like against, Eric Bledsoe is like, going to eat. You know, against Ben Simmons, it's like Ben Simmons is probably going to get his. But it's like, what is he going to be? Like, Ben Simmons, you can't win a playoff series going 15, 11, and 10 or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Giannis is going to put up those numbers and score 30.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so And he's going to dunk from the free throw line. And,
1: and Giannis probably won't even have to guard Ben Simmons. They'll probably put Chris Middleton on him just as long as Ben Simmons. It's, it's, yeah. It's, uh, um, it's a bad matchup. Yeah, definitely.
0: So now your brother sent us this article. But, oh, yeah. But I really yeah. I really wanted to talk about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm glad. I for- totally forgot about this. I
0: forgot about it till this morning.
1: Yeah, this is fucking crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, shout out Nico for sending us this article. Nikola Djokic has more triple doubles this year than he has dunks.
1: And I've watched Djokic play probably three games this year on TV.
0: He did it again, though, on Monday last night. He had 15 points, 20 rebounds and 11 assists how long until Nikola Jokic is the best center in the NBA or will that never happen
1: Ooh, that's tough that's a tough question um uh, because saying it's never gonna happen seems harsh because he does have a lot of promise but with guys like Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns and these guys in the league right now and DeAndre Aydin's coming up it's Jokic could be one of the best, I think. But I don't know if he'll ever be the best center in the NBA. Yeah,
0: I don't think he will ever be the best center in the league. But, but he's he will
1: scary good, and he's the only reason why Denver's in it. Oh, yeah. he Playing with a bunch of bums, really. I, I mean, in my opinion, eh, I don't Gary think. Gary
0: Harris and Jamal, Jamal Murray, I wouldn't say are bums.
1: But they're no one anyone's put a franchise around. That is 100% correct. Jokic is who that franchise is around. And oh, he's yeah. Nasty. He's the guy that can give Team USA problems.
0: <laughs> yeah you know yeah but i mean i just he, he's a center and he's got more triple doubles than dunks that just tells I you i think where
1: that that there's got to be something you know i would love to dive into this but like and try to figure out what the story is behind it but it's got to be something with his training and like not dunking to develop touch over his life you know what i mean i think he yeah. must have done a lot of drills where it was just like no dunking you know what I mean? I think that's it. I think practice, you do, you're not seven feet, a legit seven footer and around the rim and very talented and smooth with the ball and touch and all this around the rim and like not dunk every now and then. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like how many dunks has he had this year? Nine? Yeah, I think it's like nine or ten. Nine dunks, like nine dunks. That's insane. You know, that's insane. Um, de- For de- a big man. Yeah, I mean Deandre Jordan's getting that two games, he, game and a half.
0: Deandre Jordan has more dunks than I think some NBA teams combined.
1: Yeah, so it's just like I don't think that that's a fluke. You know what I mean? That that kind of number shows me something that it's in practice.
0: But I think I think it's just also a sign of I wh- think
1: it's how, you know, how Europeans play to develop touch.
0: Yeah, but also just the sign of where the NBA game is today on the big man doesn't need to be on the block every possession. Nikola Jokic is probably one of the best perimeter centers in yeah. the league.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was thinking about it the other day. It's like we could still be in like the early part of basketball. You know, like we think the bat, we think that basketball is like developed and we've like moved on and all it's this not, stuff. The NBA is not but even a
0: hundred years old.
1: Yeah, it's it's a young sport, and with all these big guys coming out now, because I remember when the center was gone, and now it's just completely back, and it's like you know Giannis. Could be the point guard of the future with a with Joe Kitch's and Carl Anthony Towns on the same team that's what the, you know it could be a bunch of seven footers playing basketball pretty soon if if it keeps developing like this
0: yeah it's just when when Nico sent us that article, I was yeah, literally I dumbfounded
1: yeah, it was crazy
0: so now the last topic. Although the Spurs' streak of 50-win seasons will end once the regular season is over, even though they clinched a playoff spot, they're just not going to get 50 games again, Uh Greg Popovich has passed Phil Jackson for the most consecutive playoff appearances now that the Spurs have clinched their playoff spot. This will be the 21st season in a row that Pop will be coaching the Spurs in the playoffs. Uh Where does Pop rank in terms of coaches all-time in NBA history?
1: God, this is a terrible question. This is this is no good because I feel like you have to uh, you would have to put him at number one, but it's hard for me to put anyone other than Phil. No, he's not number one. one. So I'd probably say number two then. That's exactly where I would put him. Yeah, but I mean it's close because I think that he did it a different way than Phil.
0: Hundred percent did it a different way than Phil.
1: But both were very hard in their own regards. You know, managing superstars like Kobe and Michael as opposed to running a system and having selfless talent. But managing
0: you know, superstars like David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Tony but, Parker, but Monty superstars
1: Ginobili, that were not, they, they were not Kobe and Michael. Yeah. Different, different guys. That's why I, that's why I think both jobs were extremely hard. Oh yeah. In completely different ways. It's hard to get someone like a Tim Duncan, arguably the greatest power forward of all time to just buy into a system where he averages 18 points a game. Yeah. He's playing 30, Two minutes again, and he's completely okay with it. That's that's and to get and to, to develop talent from like second round picks like you know Danny Green's and Bruce undrafted guys like Bruce Bowen and you know there's these weird you know he gets these veterans that come in like Steve Kerr's and Robert Ory's and 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 Pau Gasols you know he pa, Pop makes everything work you know what I mean and and Phil made everything work when it seemed like. You know, I, I I hate it when people think like it's an easy job, coaching Michael and Kobe. Because no. on one hand it is, because yes you have that going for you. But on the other hand, like if you don't succeed, um, you're the problem. Exactly, because the you, team
0: will you, choose you, the player over the coach any time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you got to make every, you got to keep everybody happy, keep morale high. I mean, how do you get a team to buy in that? Hey, Michael's taking thirty-five shots tonight, bad shots probably half of them are gonna be bad shots but more than half of those bad, bad shots. shots are gonna go in <laughs> half his shots are gonna be bad and half the bad shots are gonna go in so it's like hey we're gonna we're our best chances is we're at the end is we're gonna we need michael to shoot 35 sh-. that's a tough coaching job yeah exactly so like i mean he's I mean, got the rings you know the rings obviously speak you know 11. that's the only
0: reason i put phil over pop is he's got 11 rings
1: yeah and it's just, it is tough. It's that's a tough conversation because I think both those guys are in other worlds compared to other coaches. I don't even think you know. Uh, I Arbok mean, and, I, and I, well,
0: I would put Red Arbach as my number three.
1: Yeah, and see, I don't. I. But I never saw pi- him. Yeah, and he's a pioneer of the sport, so I guess that's understandable. But the NBA had eight teams in the '60s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He he had. You're really big on that. That. Because I don't think people understand that. I think when they see these records, they think of the NBA. Because the NBA now has a 30 bunch teams, of teams. Yeah. So when they see a record, they're like, "Wow, this person did this against like there was 28 teams that didn't win a championship for 12 years." No, <laughs> there was only you know there were six teams like fighting to go to the, to play the Celtics or the Lakers. You know. Yeah. It's, it was a different era. It's hard for me. It's not that it's not that I disrespect that era. It's just that. I don't put in the same conversation. I think the N- to me, the NBA history started with Magic and Burt.
0: Yeah, okay. That's
1: I mean that's fair. That's how I see the NBA. It's hard you know, even like the even the seventies and the ABA and all that, I think that's like the fact that there was another basketball league <laughs> with the NBA, like shows you competing how competing like, against the NBA. You know, these yeah. games weren't even televised really yet. I don't know when these games started to be televised right off top, but it's like Red Arbach, yeah, I, I get what you did was pioneering and you changed the game. But I don't put you up there <laughs> with coaching basketball with Popovich and Phil Jackson.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I just I
1: just wanna da- see. Daly's Daly's up there. He Chuck he, Daly, yeah. He, yeah, I mean he's just stud. and it's like obviously like Shoshewski and right. Well,
0: I'm talking I'm talking about professional coaches.
1: Yeah, and I figured you were and I was just kind of throwing in like all the, you know, wooden like, even Wooden's – like Wooden, to me, is the greatest basketball coach ever. See, I think Wooden has a much better argument as greatest coach rather than basketball coach. Like, if we're doing, like, all sports, because I think Wooden is kind of the guy that, like, molded all of our coaches. Like, our generations. Yeah. Co- like, all of our coaches. Okay, I can see that. Like, loved Wooden like wooden was our favorite rappers favorite rapper you know what i mean <laughs> like but he he was all, and he was all about like you know developing as a man and being and a good Wooden it was a teacher yeah exactly that's why but at the end of the day i don't think his x's and o's and his strategy and his like what he brought to the game of basketball is the same as a popovich or a phil jackson or strasetsky or interesting you know, a mike d'antoni or you know uh, Don Nelson, Don but, Nelson's another guy. Oh, Don ex- Nelson. Yeah. Extremely high on my list. Because, yeah. Uh, I think he was, he was kind of the front runner that brought running basketball into the run NBA. CMC. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was kind of the first guy to do it. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: but no, see,
1: that's a, that's a tough one though. That That is a tough question. And but because I, I mean,
0: 21 straight playoff appearances, that's, that's why it's hard. I mean, incredible. yeah. I
1: don't, th- I don't feel crazy saying that he could be number one over Phil Jackson. But he's the only. I think those two separate themselves
0: from everybody. That's else. A, that's Phil Phil Jackson and Popovich or Kobe and Michael.
1: Yeah, it's tough. They're to play. in their yeah. own category, and then there's everyone else. And they're a great and they're a great conversation because they're completely different coaches. Yeah, Comple- completely different coaches. Like like you know, Greg Popovich is a guy's guy, laid back, you know. But like. Military background, yeah. you know, and Phil Jackson's the, the guy Zen doing master. the
0: Zen Master, the meditation, yeah. the peyote in Montana, no, no, all this stuff, the,
1: getting the mind and body right, yeah, uh, it Dude. all worked.
0: So, no, I mean, what I I was literally just scrolling through Instagram and I saw it and I was like, oh, wow, that's that's an interesting statistic. Yeah. I was like, I mean, it makes sense when you really think about it though, because, yeah. I mean, the discussion was always. Is it was this Kobe's generation or was it Tim Duncan's generation? The Phil Jackson, well, that, that's, Popovich. That,
1: that's that's what the argument is, is the coaching. It's not the players. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's tough to pick because, you know, again, Popovich kind of did more with less. But Jackson did more. You know, yeah. Jackson got more championships. He, yeah. He won more. But I think. You know, it'd be interesting to see like if you if you were able to give him clone teams, you know, the exact same team, what's going to look like. They're going to be different basketball teams. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a true testament to Pop to see that he what he could do with nothing basically.
1: Yeah, I and mean, it, he's basically like a Krzyzewski at Duke or a Mike Few at Gonzaga, whereas he is the organization. Yeah, his his thought around basketball and how, and I think Popovich has been one of the guys. that's like what he brought what he did to the game was like rotations and how you uh, how you like prepare for the playoffs throughout the regular season and sitting guys not playing them as many minutes oh he was very playing, big on resting playing playing before it was guys, like playing 13 guys playing 13 guys you know giving guys 20 games off during the season superstars um, because you, you wanted to be ready. You wanted to have all your players in rhythm for the playoffs. I think that's what he changed in the game.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I think I think the best comparison in terms of coaches for Pop would be Belichick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Always. Forever. Everyone hates the Spurs just like the Patriots.
0: Yeah. And, they're, I mean, they're both dicks to the media. Yeah.
1: Well, they're short. Yeah. They're short, they're sh- yeah. <laughs> they're short they, with them. Yeah.
0: They keep, They're they, mysterious. they keep their cards very close to their chest.
1: That's why all this stuff with San Antonio and Kawhi and Bilicek and Gronk and all that kind of stuff is crazy. You know, it's it's weird seeing all these reporters talking about these two franchises because we didn't used to ever hear this kind of no, stuff. We That's never, why it's so confusing. That's why I don't know what's happening with Kawhi. I don't know what's happening with Gronk or Bilicek. Yeah. I don't know what's happening to these organizations because they don't normally give us any information. And it's weird that we're getting I always think it's like a facade. I think it's a mirage. <laughs> I don't think it's real. <laughs> yeah, no. Because I'm, I believe in these franchises because for 20 years. It was also secretive. Dominated. Yeah, and, and they, they
0: just – all their business was handled on the court mm-hmm. or on the field. Yep. So, anyway, that that was it for the little quick hits of topics that I wanted to throw, throw at Tyler. Now we will uh, reveal our uh, first-team All-NBA – and our first team all rookie for this season, as the regular season comes to an end. Yep. So for the first team all NBA, we we know it goes two guards, two forwards, and a center. Mm-hmm. So do you want you want to start with the guards, or you want to start with the center?
1: I mean, yeah, we we can we can start with the guards. I think what we'll, we'll, I think there's a good shot we got with the same guards. I don't know. All right. Who, well, do, you, who I mean, do you have? My 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 two guards are are Russell Russell West and, and oh, okay. James Harden. Yeah,
0: and then we got the same ones.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're two two uh, MVP candidates. Uh, Russell Westbrook. You know uh what? What is he like? Seventeen rebounds or sixteen? He le- needs sixteen. Sixteen tonight. He needs
0: sixteen Wednesday night.
1: Okay, so sixteen rebounds from averaging a triple double. Two is years the, in a row. The flat. The reason why he won it last year. So it's tough to vote him. You yeah. Know, you know, vote him out. Uh, but again, Russell Westbrook just showing how good of a basketball player he really is, um, and then James Harden has obviously had one of the most one of the most impressive offensive three-year streaks since Iverson, since Kobe. Um, I've never really seen anyone have an offensive streak like this for three years, averaging 30 points a game, dominating the NBA, um, being able to get to the free throw line wherever he wants. Um, yeah, first yeah. team, first no. team for sure.
0: I think Steph has missed too many games. Yep. Um, it's unfortunate because DeMar DeRozan and Damian Lillard. I th- think Lillard those and
1: DeRozan are very deserving. But Those two different. players
0: are very deserving of first team, but in a league where right now yeah. most of the talent is at the guard position. Yeah.
1: I mean, we're not even talking about Steph and Kyrie because of injury. Exactly. And
0: those two could be the top two. Yeah, but the only reason we're not talking about them is because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would be talking about them yep. as potentially being first teamers. Yeah, but That's
1: why these All-NBA, I think, is the most – is like my favorite of all the awards because I think it really shows like the true, how true, how hard it is truly to be on these teams. Oh, yeah. Because when you're only taking six guards, someone's getting left off the list.
0: Yeah. And then for the forwards, obviously, I think we both have the same LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Nope. Oh,
1: Nope. I got, I got Ant Davis. Oh, so you
0: have Ant Davis as the forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause he plays the four. Yeah. Okay. I mean, most things I see him as I see him as a power forward. I
0: see – okay. I put Ant Davis as the center. I mean, I
1: think he's, he can play the center, but I got LeBron and Ant Davis. Okay. Just because I think LeBron, I think Ant Davis is considered a forward. Okay. Well, then who do you have at your center? Carl Anthony Towns. See, if if I were, if I were to move
0: Anthony Davis, take Kevin Durant off, because obviously you've got to keep LeBron on because of the season he's had. Yep. I'd put Andre Drummond at the center.
1: Yeah, see, um, I just think, man, when I just look at Carl Anthony Towns' numbers, I think he is the best. Even even compared against Embiid's numbers, uh, Carl Anthony Towns played 82 games, so he played every single game. This is where he really impresses me. Uh, 54% from the field, 42% from three, and yeah. then 85.8% from the free throw line. He can play light in games. He can stretch the court. He finishes around the rim. He's one of the better help side defenders. He gets knocked for defense for some reason, but I think he's a great help side defender. Um, and then twenty one points, twelve point three rebounds a game. It's just uh, Drum- I, Drummond doesn't Drummond doesn't have the offensive productivity. His team didn't do as well. His team's in the East. They didn't make the playoffs. I'm hoping that Carl Anthony Towns pulls it out tomorrow night and they make the playoffs. Um, so yeah, yeah, if they I don't
0: make, if, if Minnesota ends up not making the playoffs, that's the biggest dis- disappointment of the season.
1: I, it's my. I can't even talk about that because it's <laughs> so crazy to me. I mean. The
0: first time they're over 500 in like 15 years I remember, and they still don't make the playoffs. I
1: remember when we, we before the season started and we talked about like our, you know, what we saw during the season and I had Minnesota, I was talking about, yeah, they could be a top four seed or they could be a bottom five team, you know. Yeah. This is the kind of shit I'm talking about, <laughs> you know. And the, we- and the West this year has just been absolutely insane. Yeah. But yeah. So my team, I mean, I got Russ, James Harden, LeBron, Ant Davis and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I just you know, Durant was is definitely like probably the sixth guy. Um, but I'd take Ant Davis over him. Actually I'd probably take Carl Anthony Towns over him as well this year.
0: Well, I mean I got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Anthony Davis, but since Anthony Davis truly does play the four more often than he is a center, I'll move Anthony Davis to the four. And I wanna
1: say like he's his previous awards, like he's always been on all nba team i mean he not always but he's been on the all nba teams last couple years he's never been a center yeah it's just for the it's always like deandre you know yeah deandre
0: uh yeah deandre sometimes gets it uh rudy gobert yeah
1: gobert but uh i think this year carl anthony towns was definitely the best center in the league
0: i will say though you did convince me with that argument you just gave for carl anthony towns over andre drummond
1: just hands down it's just like those numbers are so impressive and when I see him play, like, I'm not a Wiggins guy. I've never really saw what Wiggins yeah. does, that everyone's got him so hyped. But, like, Carl Anthony Towns, when I watch him play, I'm just like, fuck. Like, this is the future of the NBA right here.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, is he will be the best center. in.
1: Yeah, he's someone that I can confidently, like, I think him, uh, him and Embiid, and honestly, like, DeAndre Ayton, I think, is another guy in that center position that, is going to be a problem for for years to come. Oh yeah.
0: So now, first team all rookie. Yep. I didn't realize that it was just the five best rookies. Yep. I thought it was the same as the first all NBA teams or the, uh, the all NBA teams where it was two guards, two forwards, and a center.
1: Yep. And we were talking about this. I think they should do this for everything. I think it should be top five, top five. Yeah, top it should five. just be poli- positionless. Because there's, there's no positions.
0: No, not in the NBA anymore. There are no positions everybody can bring the ball up everybody can shoot the three now there's no real yeah. distinction that separates each position yeah but i mean for my 5 i have Donovan Mitchell Ben Simmons Kyle Kuzma Jason Tatum and Malkin, Markkinen.
1: and i have Lonzo Lonzo ball in there uh, over Jason Tatum but i have i think uh, i think in order um it would go Ben Simmons Donovan Mitchell and then and then i think it's uh it's, it's probably marketing kuzma ball yeah it's great to see the lakers had a couple a couple guys in there laurie marketing really stepped up and played really well for chicago yeah he um, he had a
0: great season for that Donovan
1: them. mitchell i mean marketing and mitchell are and kuzma really are all huge surprises i mean t- you know markel yeah. fultz isn't in the mix tatum you've got tatum but we have Josh- tatum and ball like mix, so yeah who knows yeah you know deandre's deandre fox is not not an option De'Aaron fox is not an option josh jackson definitely not an option so it's like this draft was really great as far as like donovan mitchell laurie marketing and kyle kuzma for the steals Steals. and the the surprises yeah steals all all three of those guys where they were picked were they were mispicked
0: Oh, if we were to redo the draft,
1: well, I and like I think the top three were good. You know, like Fultz got injured. Who knows how that? Turned yeah, that's out. that's a two Lonzo different story. was a good pick. Jason was a good pick. Now after that, it's like we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I mean the only the only reason I can't I couldn't put Lonzo on the first team was similar to the Steph and Kyrie argument. is injuries. He yeah. he missed like
1: fifty two games played. Yeah, missed thirty games.
0: Yeah, and he missed fifteen in a row at one point.
1: Yep. No, that is tough, but to just throw up 10 points, 7 boards, 6 7 assists, it's it's just super impressive. No, to me.
0: we bo- we both know how yeah. how I feel about Lonzo. I yeah. think he's yeah. going to be great. But with the injuries and how these teams are voted on and done.
1: Yeah. Jason Tatum had a good year. I mean, he had a solid season. Yeah. And I mean, he's just just as deserving.
0: Yeah. And no, nobody was expecting Boston to be what they were. No. Without Gordon Hayward. And for Jason Tatum. He's got a
1: real opportunity in this year's playoffs to really uh, step up and do something. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, for, for the Celtics to be in a position to ask a player of Jason Tatum's caliber and age, to do the things he did this year, I think it's just absolutely commendable on his part and shows yeah. the maturity of somebody so young and to see that he has such a window of potential in the NBA. I'm I'm just excited to, even though he is a Celtic, I'm excited to watch his career unfold.
1: Yeah, yep. I'm not saying any more good stuff about him though <laughs> cuz he's a Dukey.
0: Well, we all know how you feel about Duke. Well, yeah. But, Yeah, so I guess I guess that wraps it up. You got any shout-outs before we get out of here? Uh,
1: I didn't really I didn't really uh I didn't prepare a shout-out. I'm I'm trying to think of one uh, a good one, but You want to shout out
0: Jordan Crawford?
1: Jordan Crawford, that is a good one. Rocking the twos, That's sick. First player in NBA, in that the NBA just besides at, and, Lonzo. And that just coming out of nowhere and being in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, I'm, when was the last time you heard about Jordan Crawford, you know?
0: Yeah. But he he's the first player besides Lonzo to wear yeah, ZO two. That's actually
1: kind of surprising. I'm surprised you none know, of the Laker guys ever wore them for one game. But well, they I, all have. I contracts. think they all got shoe contracts. Yeah, they all have contracts. It's yeah,
0: because Kuzma's a Nike guy. Yeah, Isaiah's no, a yeah, Nike
1: guy for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, sucks. Jordan Crawford doesn't have a shoe deal.
1: <laughs> he's on that ten day contract. Yeah, life.
0: yeah. You would you would think most most all NBA players I think have shoe yeah, deals. It's yeah, just yeah. the signature shoes. No, that's the, that's reserved that's for a different lane. Yeah. But my shout out this week, it's baseball. I'm just shouting out MLB as a league because they awarded the city of Los Angeles to be the host city of the MLB All-Star Game in 2020. So two years away, we'll have the All-Star Game, Midsummer Classic, right here in the City of Angels.
1: (laughs) Midsummer Classic.
0: Chavez Ravine, nothing nothing better than a home run derby, All-Star Game. Yeah. TSK Show's got to make an appearance in two years. Yeah, the home
1: run derby would be dope.
0: Yeah, that, dude, I, I'm telling you right now, Cody Bellinger will be in that home run derby.
1: Yeah, let's hope so.
0: Yeah, we can mean, yeah. only hope so. Uh, yeah, I can.
1: i would be I, dope I, if him and Puig were both in it.
0: The Dodgers have had th- three players in the last three. Yeah, Jock. Jock, Yasiel, and Cody Bellinger.
1: Seeger never done one?
0: Nope.
1: Get the Seager brothers going. That'd be fun to watch. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah but anyway
1: they should just pitch to each other
0: well cody's dad yeah pitched it, him last it's year. it's almost
1: always their dad or like their little league coach or someone that's like always who it is yeah
0: it's always some story it's always the out. dad well you know who started it was robbie cano
1: it was like what
0: robinson cano had his dad pitched to him that was like the first like big thing and then he won it with his dad pitching to him oh really it used and to just be like batting practice yeah guys. it's usually like the batting practice coach or something yeah so yeah, that's, Rob way,
1: d- that's way cooler though. Like to have your that's yeah, like, it's a story. This is classic baseball having your fucking dad pitch like <laughs> to you in the home yeah, it's just like derby. being in
0: the backyard growing up. Oh god! But anyway, don't forget you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore World underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom Show, in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app in the Google Play Store or the uh, Apple App Store. Uh, That's it for this episode of the TSK Show. Yes, sir. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with another great episode. Peace.
1: Later. Later.